welcome back to the podcast. Corey here. Hi, I'm Michelle. <laughs> so this week we have kind of a different topic that we want to kind of just discuss. And it's yeast infections. Yay! <laughs> and just, <laughs> we came up with this idea a long time ago and it's been in our queue of things that we've been preparing for. And just now before we started recording, I all of a sudden was like, why did we think this was a good topic? Why? why? It's like, why are we talking about yeast infections? And what did you say, mom? I said, because there's a lot of misdiagnosis going on out there with doctors and with people. And, and people can get an overgrowth of yeast in their bodies. And it causes a myriad of symptoms that the doctors are then treating incorrectly. Yeah. Now... And we have some experience. We do. <clears throat> you specifically have a ton. Yes, I do. I have a lot of experience with it. Not the way and that you typically no, no, think. No, not either. in the way people think. But um, with with all these symptoms that we're talking about. And, you know, right off the bat, you guys know we are in no way, shape, or form medical experts. Nope. We, we have no education in that field. Um, this is talking about our, this is personal experience and I am going to be referencing a book that is almost a Bible to me regarding this. And we, we will reference that and we'll include it in the link down below our, our podcast. And, um, but you know, there's a lot of information in there and he is a medical doctor, the one that wrote the book, but yeah, you know, you have to make, you have to make decisions for yourself, you know, with, with anything regarding any kind of health. You know yourself better than anybody else. And but but we also I think everybody's had personal experience though. Doctors are sometimes, you know, the joke is there's a reason they call it a practice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're they're looking at symptoms and running tests and trying to find things and there are some things an o- an overgrowth of yeast in your body is not going to show up on any test that they run. Yeah. So. And I think it's important to say that I wouldn't just check out of this episode if you're like, ah, that doesn't apply to me because I think it could apply to a lot of people that don't think it would. At least listen until you hear all the symptoms that this can cause yeah, and then see if you want to continue to listen. Maybe we should start with the symptoms, but before that, how was your week? You know, backtracking just a little bit. Yeah. My week was my week overall went by really fast because I was really busy. I had some really long days, some hectic days, and um, I'm really, really looking forward to this long weekend. Yeah. But... It's so nice. We don't... Neither of us have to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. Well, neither do our husbands. Yeah. So... I know. That's that's like a first. I know. We're all four of us. Yeah. Because usually... I would have it off. You would still be in school. Your dad would still be working. But yeah, everybody has it off tomorrow. However, not it, it's going to be a work day for me. It's it's yeah. going to be a catch up day because um, oh. I have so much I need. What are you doing? I just poked myself in the eye so hard. <laughs> how? I was just rubbing my eye and I poked it really hard. And how was your week? My week went by really fast. Also, I'm so sorry if you can hear that music. It's my dad's cell phone, and I don't know why it's ringing for so bloody long. <laughs> That's why I just kept talking and talking yeah. and talking, trying to cover it up. Mm, yeah. His phone never rings. No, but of course, but when of we're course recording it does now. a podcast. Yeah. yeah. We're in a different location today. Yeah, we're, we're 
and that and that, <laughs> that thumping is our dog uh, scratching himself. He has an itch. Okay, my week was good. My week went by really fast. Um, it just it was all kind of a blur. Did a lot of lesson planning. I started full on teaching this week. My weekdays were pretty uh, mundane. They went by really fast. There was nothing super exciting, but. Yesterday, me and Trevor went up the mountain with my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, and we went shooting and just did some target practice. Was it super cold? It was not bad at all. Oh, good. It was not bad at all. There was no breeze or anything. Nice. And then we went to dinner with my mother-in-law and my two sister-in-laws, and then we went to see Little Women, which was so good. I'm jealous now. So good. Because I didn't like the first movie. Like, this is not a movie that I think fondly about. But this one, there's Mm. a lot of comedic relief. You don't hate some of the characters. And um, that I feel like were really unlikable in the first version. And even Trevor loved it. Hmm. Which, he was like the only guy in the theater. But he was was. sitting there sobbing. But here's something funny. Really? He was crying? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. What? Okay. When Beth dies? Yes. Oh, but it's funny. Spoiler alert. In case wow. you haven't read right. the <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah. So la- when Beth dies, I was like about to start crying really hard. And then all of a sudden, I hear my sister-in-law go. <laughs> oh. <and> then- <laughs> I just started laughing. And then I, which actually was kind of good because it kind of chilled out my emotions a little bit. Yeah. But. Yeah. All right. Goals. What was that, your goal this week? That was a, That's at the end. Oh, sorry. All right. <laughs> we'll do that later. <laughs> Since when do we do goals now? I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. We'll talk about our goals at the end. Okay. Tell us about symptoms of yeast infections. Do you want to know about yeast infections? Okay. This is such a weird podcast episode already. All right. Well, first of all, I'm just going to give you a really brief definition, explanation of, of what... A yeast infect. Another word that we're going to use a lot in this podcast is candida. Um, it is a type of yeast that grows normally in a human body. Everybody has it in their system, males and females alike. Don't think that's another thing. Don't think that this is just all about women and yeast infections, because this is not your traditional yeast infection that we're talking about today. Candida is the scientific name for yeast. It is a fungus that lives almost everywhere, including in your body. Usually your immune system keeps yeast under control. If you're sick or taking antibiotics, it can multiply and cause an infection. This is Google, right? Okay. So, um, yeast infections affect different parts of the body in different ways. Um, you guys have probably heard about thrush. Thrush is a yeast infection that causes white patches in your mouth. Babies are really prone to thrush. And it is, but, but there's a woman that I work with whose grown adult son had thrush just really recently, like in the last month. It is incredibly painful, incredibly painful because it's these white blisters, big white blisters, and it gets down in your esophagus and you almost cannot swallow. Yeah. Like you wouldn't want to eat. No, it's so painful. So painful. Um, Candida esophagitis, I think this is what we just talked about, is thrush that spreads to your esophagus. Um, Women can get vaginal yeast infections. 
Yeast infections of the skin cause itching and rashes. Yeast infections in your bloodstream can be life-threatening. Antifungal medicines get rid of yeast infections in most people. Um, if you have a weak immune system, treatment might be more difficult. And that's a lot of what we're going to talk about today is some more, uh, you can call it holistic or whatever, but some more natural ways to get it under control in your body yeah. without having to go to the doctor, without a bunch of medicines and that kind of thing. So I wanted to give you that brief overview. Brief kind overview. Of. Now. Symptoms. Symptoms. I am going this to. This is where I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, shoot. Yeah. I have a yeast infection. <laughs> well, yeah. And the thing is, is that it might not even manifest <laughs> itself and as. Infection is a strong word. You could, like you said earlier, you could have like an overgrowth. Right. It's, yes. Yes. A, yeah. Like a yeast, too much. I think a yeast infection in my book would be defined as when it's concentrated in one specific area. It's, it's not necessarily an infection. Okay. I'm going to read through these sort of, I'm not, I'm not going to rush through these. Okay. Yeah. Because I want them to sink in and there's a lot of them, but listen to any of these symptoms because the first time I found this book, I want you to know this, this book is called the yeast connection, a medical breakthrough. It's by William G. Crook. He's a doctor. Um, and this is so dog-eared and marked on me. Yeah. And I've done this faithfully and it works. I also but, have like 99% of these. Right. Well, the first time I discovered this, let me, maybe I should start with that, with my story and why this is even pertinent to us. Yeah. Years ago, years ago, I mean, we're talking like 25 years ago, I was having a horrible, horrible rash on my hands just on my hands. And these were blisters that would form underneath the skin. And then they would come up to the surface and they would pop and they would ooze. My hands would crack and bleed and they would peel and they itched and burned horribly. I mean, it was out of control. It would keep me awake at night. I couldn't wash my hands because water would sting, soap stung, lotion stung. It was miserable. I almost couldn't hold pens and pencils. And I went to seven different doctors trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Yeah. I went through all kinds of medications and steroids and all kinds of things. And no one could figure out. Nobody gave it a good name. Um, a lot of people still to this day will try to call it... Um, why have I just drawn a blank on that? Oh, 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 uh, eczema. Eczema. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I forgot that Both word. Both of us all of a sudden. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to the point where if one more doctor tells me I have eczema, I'm going to hurt someone. It's not eczema. Anyway, I finally did find an excellent, fantastic dermatologist who knew that it was not eczema, but he couldn't pinpoint what it was. Okay. And so he was treating the symptoms as best he could running all kinds of tests. He was a professor at one of the universities and he took me up there into one of his classes with his students and they ran all kinds of tests on me and he wanted them to see it and, you know, experience it and say, you know, we don't know what's wrong with her. We've got to figure this out. My mom, who was a thousand miles away in another state, was watching an episode of Oprah Winfrey, I believe, and she had Dr. Crook on her show, and he was rattling off a bunch of symptoms. In fact, she was flipping channels. She saw like the last two minutes of this show, and they were kind of recapping and rattling off all these symptoms, and she heard skin rashes and whatever. She referred me to the book. I bought the book. 
and basically I cured myself, except that it's not a forever cure. I mean, it's kind of a constant. Yeah, like she still struggles with it. Yeah, it's kind of a constant thing. So that's kind of how this all came about. So this had nothing to do with your traditional yeast infection. This was something entirely different. But when I, when I found the book and I started reading the symptoms, I'm like, holy cow, I have about 90% of these symptoms. And that's me right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and when I went through the cleansing, the purging diet, um, I felt significantly better. So here we go. Fatigue. All the time. The feeling of being drained. Depression. Poor memory. Feeling spacey or unreal. Inability to make decisions. Numbness, burning or tingling in your limbs. Headaches, muscle aches, muscle weakness or paralysis. Pain and or swelling in the joints. Abdominal pain. Constipation or diarrhea. Bloating, belching or intestinal gas. Troublesome vaginal burning, itching, or discharge. Prostatitis, impotence, loss of sexual desire or feeling. Endometriosis or infertility. Cramps and or other menstrual irregularities. Premenstrual tension. Tension. Attacks of anxiety or attacks of crying. Cold hands or feet and or chilliness. Shaking or irritable when hungry. We're not done yet. Drowsiness, although that kind of goes along with fatigue. Irritability or jitteriness. Incoordination. Inability to concentrate. Frequent mood swings. Insomnia. Dizziness or loss of balance. Pressure above the ears. Feeling of your head swelling. Tendency to bruise easily. Chronic rashes or itching. Numbness or tingling again, ingestion, indigestion, indigestion or heartburn, food sensitivity or intolerance, mucus in your stool, rectal itching, dry mouth, rash or blisters in your mouth, bad breath, foot, hair or body odor not relieved by washing, nasal congestion or post-nasal drip, nasal itching, a sore throat, laryngitis, loss of voice. A cough or recurrent bronchitis. Pain. <laughs> That's ironic. <laughs> I know. I, I have a cough right now. I'm really fighting it right now. <coughs> oh, wow. All right, go ahead. Pain or tightness in the chest. Wheezing or shortness of breath. Urinary frequency or urgency. Burning, in your, burning while urinating. Spots in front of your eyes or erratic vision. Burning or tearing of eyes. Recurrent infections or fluid in the ears, ear pain or deafness. Okay. You even said more there than you did earlier that yeah. tell me I have an overgrowth of yeast. Right. But here's the thing. I'm not giving up bread and sugar. Well, thank you, but no. <laughs> yeah. What you, what you have to understand about yeast, yes, we all have it in our bodies. And when we talk about an overgrowth, if you're eating a, a diet high in carbohydrates or sugars, that encourages the yeast to grow. So that's what activates yeast to grow. When you're baking, you're the baker. Corey, tell us how yeast works. You have to add sugar. Yep. 
and then it grows. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, you're going to have it in your system anyway. You can't rid your system of it entirely. But if you eat a diet high in Everything sugars, in moderation, basically. Right. There's another list somewhere, and they, they ask the question, do you crave sugars and carbohydrates? Yes. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Yep, yeah. yeah, that's a sign too. I I don't even he's he's got like ten different pages in different sections that talk about symptoms, and I thought that was the most comprehensive list. But that is one of the symptoms is if you crave. Well, he talks about having an addiction if you're addicted to sugar and carbohydrates. You could have a yeast situation going on. <laughs> wow, I know. I hate my life. <laughs> Isn't that fun? So let's get rid of the two things that I love most. Yeah. Well, and, and I thought it was kind of ironic today. I, <clears throat> since I've been dealing with this for a lot of years, I've often thought, okay, do I want to give up sugar completely for the rest of my life or breads for the rest of my life? What'd you choose? I would always choose sugar. Give it up? I would rather give up sugar than breads. Absolutely. Absolutely. Weirdo. No, I love bread so much. Sourdough. Look at the name of our podcast, Corey. I know. Isn't that ironic? But but the thing is, you can get this under control and you can eat a fairly normal diet. I mean, this is is nothing that you have to change forever. I think it's something that if you're aware of, you can totally control this with eating. You can totally control this with diet. That's the really cool thing about it. If you have the willpower to control your eating. Well, but it depends on how bad your symptoms are and how willing, you know, do you, would you rather suffer? I mean, my hands, <clears throat> my hands would swell up like three times their normal size. I couldn't make fists. You know, when you have like plastic doctor's gloves and you blow them up with air, that's mm. kind of what her hands looked like. Not like that dramatic, but almost. Yeah. I used to take pictures every once in a while of how bad they were just, and then I would run across them accidentally and be like, Oh, Whoa, they were really that bad. They were yeah. really that bad. It, it's well, bad. And especially if you have a situation like that, of course you're going to be motivated to change your eating habits. Right. If that's, if you're in that much pain. Yeah. Right. Right. And you've heard me before. It's like, oh, I've got to go off sugar again. And it's not even an issue. It's not even, I just have to do it. I just have to do it. Cause you can't be that miserable. I can't be that miserable. But, and this is something, you know, I have gone on, on this, uh, diet, if you want to call it that, this eating I've purged my system, I should say. That's that's what you're doing is you're purging your system of all sugars and yeast temporarily and cleansing your system. And then, um, and, and you know what, when, when you, when you go off of it, um, you start to feel really crappy. Yeah. And you don't realize how good you feel eating such healthy foods until you go off of it. And that's the way with any good, healthy diet. diet. You know, you don't realize how good you feel until you go off of it. And then you're like, oh, wow, I feel like crap. That food made, you know, that hit my stomach so hard, whatever. But but my point was, you know, I've, I've done it heavy duty <laughs> a few times. I've, I've done the, the hardcore purging a few times. But a lot of times I don't have to do it in such an extreme way. I can just cut out sugars. And when I say cut out sugars, it also means anything that breaks down into a sugar. So fruits, fruits. Yeah. Anything glucose, lactose, fructose, any of those that end in O's. So did you cut out milk? I did. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So 
Okay, this is an interesting question. If you were to do this again mm-hmm. and go hardcore on a cleanse, mm-hmm. this is not your typical cleanse that we're talking about either. No. Um, would you try like soy milk or almond milk? No, I wouldn't. You would just not do anything. I would just not do anything. It's not, it's not worth it to me. And anyway, uh, I, I like milk way more than you. Yeah. I don't drink that much milk anyway. And so it's such a temporary period of time. I wouldn't bother. I have though, in the past, I have found yeast free bread. I've, which, which is what, is that what the unleavened bread? Is that what it's called? Yeah. And a lot of there at Trader Joe's and stuff, they have like potato bread. Yeah. You got to read the labels. Yeah. Because potatoes are okay, but they're not fantastic. Yeah. But yeah. So this, and that just, it takes research. Yeah, it does. It does. And that was, you were making fun of me because I have visual aids today, even though we have a podcast. Yeah, she has a can of soup and a can of gravy. So this is part of my, maybe I should, maybe I should talk about the, the way you purge your system first, but um, I, cause I, I think that this, that will then segue better into my visual aids. Okay. But tell us. so when you are purging your system, and this is all spelled out in great detail in this book that I'm referencing, but in a nutshell, it takes about three weeks total. And for the first 10 days, you eat nothing but meats and vegetables. So Yeah. And, and it's, and they even break down the vegetables because there are some vegetables that are higher in sugars than others. Like carrots are a little bit higher in sugar than, than a lot of your other vegetables, but he has, you know, extensive lists and then all of your meats, your fishes, your eggs and things like that. And proteins that are, that are just protein, pure protein. So that's for the first 10 days. That's all you're eating. And it's hard you guys, it's hard. I remember making myself, I, I bought little t- small serving of steaks, minute steaks, and I would make myself hamburger patties and I would just eat a ton of vegetables and water. And that's what I, that's what I ate for 10 days. Then at 10 days, you do what they call a yeast challenge. Now, someone that is actually showing an allergic reaction to yeast or something like that, they will have quite a reaction. But at 10 days, you, you eat something that has yeast in it, bread, crackers, something like that. And you see how your body tolerates it. And if you start to feel sick, if you start to have digestive issues again, immediately, um, anything like that, then you're like, okay, I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to try yeast again. So you go back to the meats and vegetables only, and you give it another few days. And then you do that yeast challenge again. Once you pass that yeast challenge, then you can start introducing yeast products back into your diet, but still in moderation, in moderation and still no fruits, no fruits, no sugars, no milk. And then at the end of three weeks, assuming you're, you're handling yeast products and your vegetables and your meat just fine. Then at three weeks, you start introducing low sugar fruits back into your diet. You start with bananas and strawberry. If you handle the bananas, you can add strawberries and you do that for three or four days. And then if you're handling all that, okay, then you can start introducing all fruits back into your diet and dairy back into your diet. Um, all dairy, dairy, dairy is bad in a lot of ways. First of all, because it breaks down into a sugar, but also moldy cheeses, the molds in the cheeses, um, can cause issues also. So that's nutshell. That is like big time nutshell (laughs) version of this diet. 
And um, so you can see how it's very, he, he also strongly recommends, okay, so you get all this yeast out of your diet and you're handling everything great. You don't want to just jump back into into your your old style of eating and eating out he he cautions you strongly against fast food restaurants and restaurants in general because there are so much so many preservatives and everything in those and what i was going to say talking about prepared foods it's best if you can it's best if you can do all this on your own at home i actually got really extreme one of the times and i made my own mayonnaise I actually made I've homemade, made homemade mayonnaise. mayonnaise before too, and it grossed me out so bad. But <laughs> I don't. I hate mayonnaise. She hates mayonnaise. It didn't gross me out. I was just amazed that I could actually do it, and it tasted fine and everything. But it didn't last very long because there's no preservatives in it, so right. it did not last very long in the refrigerator. So, just for example, I have a can of soup here. It is old-fashioned vegetable soup. If you From read the ingredients, if you read the ingredients, it has yeast in it. I have a bottle, a jar of prepared um, gravy or turkey gravy. It's already, you know, just, you know, you pop the lid and you pour it out. It's already prepared gravy. It has yeast in it. How high are they on the ingredient list? Um, So if you guys didn't know, if you look on your nutrition labels, it'll have the list of ingredients. The ingredient that is listed first is what is uh what has the greatest quantity in the product so it it's in descending order from most of this in the product to there's the least amount of this in the product right and to they're not this one is about two-thirds of the way down but the point is if you're the if you're thinking you're eating meat and vegetables for those first 10 days and so you pop a can of vegetable soup it's got yeast in it that's not going to work for you so better to go like from raw right it's better to do it yourself homemade i also have a bottle of or box of rice aroni rice aroni has yeast in it yay wow that sounds good right now actually it does so my point is just if if you're having an extreme situation and you really want to do this and you're gonna do it right don't use prepared foods eat whole foods prepare things yourself and do just it. Just take the time. Take the time. It's a very short period of time. It's three weeks. And just so you know, as a nice little side effect, the first time I did this, I was actually keeping track. I lost 13 pounds. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. And, that, and that was not the objective, but it it's also just kind of it's a, a sign nice of... benefit. <laughs> it is a nice benefit. And it, it's just also a sign of how bad I was eating, you yeah. know, that I can just... Ooh, start eating healthy and bam, the weight just falls off. But you're also pretty limited in what you're eating. Right. And you're not eating, uh, you're not eating much fat. So yeah, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there are, uh, there are some medicines out there. I mean, if you, if you found a good doctor that would buy into this with you and work with you on this. There are some medicines that they can give you to try to counteract an overgrowth of yeast in the system. And for all I know, you know, it's been a lot of years since I've gone to a doctor for this issue because I figured it out. I know how to control it. And I've never bothered to go to a doctor again because I got so frustrated the first time around. It's like, I don't, I don't even want to deal with them anymore. And, um, but there are some medicines that they can give you. There's also a few over-the-counter 
um, supplements that you can get that tend to counteract yeast. But, um, you know, this is something I've lived with and, and I don't know you guys, I went for the first half of my life and never had an issue with this. So what caused the buildup? I don't know. I, I don't know at all why all of a sudden my body decided to react the way it did, but it did. And, you know, fortunately now I have a way to battle it. And, um, was it after you had me? No. Interesting. But it was right when I met your dad. <laughs> he just stressed you out I know. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sign. But I've, I've fought it and, and, you know, I can go for long periods of time without having any problems and I'm eating pretty normal and I'm, I'm eating, you know, we're going out to restaurants, I'm eating sugar and nothing seems to bother me. And then, but the thing is I I've become so in tune with my body as far as this aspect, um, I, I will feel it starting to build up in my system and I will know yeah, my hands are getting ready to break out. I, I will know that I will feel it. And sure enough, within two or three days, there it is. And so, you know, if I'm ahead of the game and if I'm smart about it, I can prevent it from being very bad. Um, but it, it is hard. It's hard. I'm not going to lie. It's hard. I haven't really done the whole purge for a long time. And it's like, no, nah, I'm just going to cut out all sugars for a while. It'll take a little bit longer for them to heal up. But, you know, it's so hard. But if you I do. I wonder if it would be easier if we did it together. Well, sure, absolutely. If you've got somebody. I'm to... not agreeing to it, but really? it's just a thought. <laughs> but you're kind of tempted, aren't you? You're curious. It's, yeah, except the problem is, is like you can only eat so much meat and so many vegetables and I'm just like afraid of not getting full. Yeah, but if you're eating, if you're eating good proteins, you're gonna fill up. Cause that's true. You get the meat. Yeah, but it's what do you eat for breakfast? Eggs. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I guess I'm thinking meat, and then I think steak and roast beef and things like that. So I uh, okay, that makes more sense. So. So it's a little bit more than just meat and potatoes. Also something that you need to remember as far as worrying about being full, vegetables are full of fiber. Yeah. And so they are actually a little more filling than maybe you realize. But, you know, he lists... I'm, I'm, Shows you how healthy I am. Yeah. Asparagus, beets, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, carrots, cauliflower, celery, cucumbers, eggplant, green pepper, all of your greens, lettuce, okra, onions, parsley, radishes, soybeans, string beans, tomatoes, turnips. On the meat and eggs... Chicken, turkey, salmon, tuna, other fish, beef, veal, pork, lamb, wild game, eggs. Um, and then you can also, along with that same on those first 10 days, you're allowed nuts, seeds, and oils. So you are allowed okay. butter too. I can um, make that happen. Yeah, if almonds, I can have butter with my mm -hmm. vegetables, I'm oh, yeah. Steamed vegetables with some butter on it. Yeah. Yep. Almonds, Brazil nuts, cashews, pecans, pumpkin seeds. Oh, I could go you for Brazil nut right All now. kinds of oils, sunflower, soy, walnut, corn, oil, butter. I'm hungry. And then you can drink water. And then he also says foods you can eat cautiously during those 10 days and the three weeks are the higher carbohydrate vegetables, which is corn, lima beans, peas, potatoes, squash beans and then whole grains so 
barley, corn, millet, oats, rice, wheat. So, so you, you could oatmeal. possibly have oatmeal. If you're going to do the instant oatmeal, you would have to be careful and read the label and make sure what's in it. And you'd have to make it with water. Or you, or you might be able milk. to do your almond milk or something. <clears throat> yeah. You couldn't sweeten it at all. But, you know. You could use Splenda. For, for three weeks. You you know, you know could you use Splenda. Uh, Couldn't you? Uh, You know what? I don't know what he says about artificial sweeteners. It's been a long time since I've read it, so I would have to look that up. And then, you know, obviously the foods you have to avoid, sugar and sugar-containing foods, that's pretty easy, including sucrose, fructose, maltose, lactose, glycogen, glucose, mannitol, sorbitol, galactose, monosaccharides, and polysaccharides. Also avoid honey, molasses, maple syrup, maple sugar, date sugar, and torbinado sugar. He, I know some of those words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, avoid packaged and processed foods. Avoid all breads, pastries, and other bakery goods. Avoid cheeses, alcoholic beverages, condiments. Um, you have to avoid all malt products. Avoid processed and smoked malt meats. Malt products, meaning yeah. just like. Carnation malt. Mm-hmm. Malted milk drinks, cereals, and candy. Malt is a sprouted grain and is used in the preparation of many processed foods and beverages. You can't eat mushrooms. <laughs> I'm good. No, no watermelon, honeydews, or cantaloupe because it they tend to have more molds in them. Um, he says to avoid coffee and tea. Avoid all fruit juices. Avoid all dried and candied fruits and leftovers. No leftovers. And then the great thing about this book, I mean, if this sounds like something you want to try because you have a lot of these, if you're just in general not feeling good, it might be worth a try. And in the book, he has a lot of menu ideas and suggestions. And um, it takes it takes a lot of preparation, I can tell you that. You have to, you have to be prepared ahead of time. But it can be done, and um, you'll be amazed at how good you feel. But I just think... Okay, why did we have this podcast? Because I think there's a lot of people out there not feeling good. And uh, I think so much of it, whether you want to call it an overgrowth of yeast or what, I really believe part of the reason so many people feel so crappy is because of the way they eat. Because well, yeah, and I've listened to so many podcasts where they talk about different aspects of like gut health and digestive health and what you're taking into your body. And I've seen it from so many different angles, like time of day you eat, what, uh, cutting out dairy or plant-based diet, vegan, uh-huh. like you see combinations of food. So yeah. M- yeah. Food combining. That's the thing that's going on yeah. right now. So many different angles that you can go at. And I think that this is something that, you don't hear about. So I think right. that it's worth Well, and maybe about. this is giving people the <laughs> the why behind, you know, okay, Plant-based yeah, eat diet. better, but because you're eating crappy, look what's happening in your body. Yeah. You know, this is the scientific reason that you're feeling gross. So let's eat a little better and feel a little bit better. And anyway, I'm a, I'm a firm believer. I really am. And I've... A couple of people that have known my issue at work, you know, have had family members that have had issues and they're like, what is that book, Michelle? You had that issue and there was a book. So I'll refer them to the book and follow up with them and they, they do better. But yeah. anyway, again, you know, everybody's unique. 
And, and I'm not, I'm also not saying don't go to the doctor. If you have symptoms, if you have any of these symptoms, he, and he actually says this in this book, you need to go to a doctor first and rule out anything else. And if they, you know, they're going to run a lot of tests based on your symptoms and they may find something. And that's really, really important. Don't just assume, oh, I feel bad because I'm eating bad. It's not always quite that simple. Sometimes there are other things. So absolutely go to your doctor first, just like before beginning any exercise program, consult your physician first, but you do need to go and get checked out. And once you have that clean bill of health from the doctor and the doctor, you know, is a little bit puzzled and doesn't really know. And he's just telling you, well, you need more sleep or you need more exercise. It's eczema. Yeah. That's when maybe try altering the way you eat. So. I like it. You gonna go on it with me? Um, my system could use a purging. I well, after listening to all the symptoms, I think mine does too. But I don't think I'm ready to commit to that <laughs> yet. But maybe, maybe you should read the book. <clears throat> maybe, yeah. Anyway, it's hard. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, it's hard. Yeah. But you know, you you may reach that point where yeah, it's worth a try. Well, and honestly, after talking about this, I feel like I feel better about our podcast topic because this is kind of a void in. Like the mainstream media, like you don't hear about this a lot. No. Ever. I've no. never heard about it. So I think that it's worth talking about. That's uh, the key to a lot of things is just getting the dialogue started. Yeah. So anyway, I hope somebody out there maybe that's been grasping for some answers. Yeah. Can maybe find some and get some relief. Yeah. Because depending on how it's affecting you. Oh my gosh. The digestive systems alone and the skin rashes and the whatever and uh, right. headaches. The pressure, as I was reading, you guys, I haven't picked up the book for a long time. And as I was looking at it, you know, preparing for today and reading through all those symptoms again, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. I forgot about some of these. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, "Mm." and I am having more than just one symptom right now. So yeah. All right. Well, thanks for doing the research on that, mom. Yeah. You're welcome. Shall we talk about our goals? Sure. Now. Yeah. Yes. Let's talk about our goals. What was your goal, Corey? My goal was to get my resume done. Oh, yeah. That was fun. We had a little yeah. bit of a fight. We did. <laughs> a little misunderstanding. Yeah, we're good now. My resume is done. I have not started applying for jobs yet. I just, I was waiting on another letter of recommendation. So I'm just, now I'm kind of ready to start looking. Yay. So That's that'll so be exciting. kind of this week. Cool. How'd your goal go? My goal was to get better sleep. My goal was to be going to bed a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. And I actually did it, you guys. I know. I wasn't always right exactly on time, but I was always within 15 or 20 minutes of my goal time of actually lights out. I'm not talking about going to bed. I'm talking about lights out, closing my eyes, going to sleep. Yeah. I felt good this week. And it's probably a really good thing because I had a hard week, like I said earlier. Yeah. It was a tough week, but I felt like... um, I just felt like I was able to actually really truthfully think a little bit clearer. I wasn't quite as foggy, but, um, I feel like my skin looks a little bit better. The bags under my eyes aren't quite so bad. My eyes are a little bit clearer. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's amazing. I feel like I look younger. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I look younger when, when I get good sleep, I look so much better than when I don't. Yeah. (laughs) Funny. That's sleep. why the French age so well. They sleep take naps. is wonderful. Sleep is so nice. I could sleep forever. Yeah. 
Yeah, so the goals went well this week. What's your goal for this next week? Haven't really thought about that yet. You go first. I am not completely sure what I want my goal to be either, but I think it's going to have to do with tomorrow. I think I would like to get some grading done, specifically a post-assessment that I gave my students on Friday. I need to get that graded and take pictures for my teacher work sample. And But you would do that anyway. Maybe. Or I could like procrastinate it. Oh, you don't have to do it right now? I, I could wait until oh. Tuesday, but I'd kind of like to get a oh. jump start on it. Okay. And I would like to finish my contextual factors section for my teacher work sample, which is, so my teacher work yeah. sample is broken up into sections and I have one section written. I'm in the middle of this contextual factors section. I want to finish that up and have you look over it for grammar and stuff because yeah. I want you to look and over that is it that is way ahead of time you do not procrastinate on stuff like that no and that that's a no good especially because it's proving that I'm a professional so like it needs to be good yeah like I'm proving that I'm good enough to move into the professional world so gotta yeah. be good yeah good what about you um <clears throat> I actually have I have some this this is one of those dumb little things. It's dumb. It, my goals are dumb. No, they're not. You just told me mine was dumb. I didn't tell you yours was dumb. That's not a goal. You would do that anyway. I didn't say it like that. <laughs> That's how you wanted to say it. No. I have a lot of books stacked around in my bedroom specifically that need to be put into the bookshelves or stored away because I'm not going to read them again or given away because I didn't like them or whatever. And there's, I've got some in bags. I've got some stacked on a stool. I've got some on my nightstand and I'm going to try to take care of my books this week. That's like, you do have them everywhere. I do. I feel like you're going to feel so much lighter I do. once you take care of them. And that's not anything that I have written down on my to-do list or anything. They're just kind of hanging around. And so that's because, because I don't want to just put something that's on my to-do list. Cause I yeah. feel like that's lame, but, but yeah, the books are not on my to-do list, but I need to take care of them. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, another week. Let's go eat some bread. I'm down for that. Maybe we'll we'll try that yeast thing another time. <laughs> Hope you guys have a great week and we will talk to you next week. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.